1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Welcome back guys. DGS and KMOX 404 on the dot. Our buddy Chet Pleban joins us. Hello, Chet. Hello, Dave. So uh, we're all interested in your opinions and analysis of the uh, charges that were filed in the Super Bowl shooting in Kansas City, Missouri. What can you tell us?
3: Um, Well, the the details are a bit sketchy at the moment. Uh, Either that or the probable cause statement is a bit sketchy, either intentionally or unintentionally. Uh, But um, according to the probable cause statement, a Dominic Miller and a Lindell Mays um, are both charged with second degree murder, armed criminal action uh, and unlawful use of a weapon. Uh, The altercation, these uh, folks didn't know each other. And according to the probable cause statement, they began arguing about, you know, nonsense like, why are you staring at at me? Uh, We're not staring at you. That that sort of craziness. And so according to the probable cause statement as well, it was Lyndall Mays who pulled his gun, um, and then the others, including Dominic Miller, uh, pulled their guns, uh, and then the, the shooting started uh I, I believe that both Mays and Miller were among those who were shot. But Lindo Mays, um his he didn't um kill the forty three year old woman. It was Dominic Miller, according to the ballistics, whose gun was responsible for that lady's death. Mm-hmm. Um so so now, I mean they're they're both looking Um, At a lot of um, time, if if they're convicted, Um, I suspect that the case, although Miller's gun uh, actually was responsible for that lady's death. He might be in a better position to defend this than Wendell Mays, who started the whole process. Um, It depends on how this shakes out. So. If Mays is the one that pulled his weapon, and the other people with whom they were arguing pulled their weapon, and then Miller pulled his weapon, he's got a right to defend himself. Mm. Um, and 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 so I don't know how this is going to shake out, um, but clearly Mays was, at least according to the probable cause and, and the evidence that they have now, Mays was the one that apparently began. This, this whole altercation by pulling his gun first. So now th- the other part of it is that the unlawful use of, of a weapon charge. You know, uh, Missouri doesn't have a lot of, of gun uh, requirements. Uh, so, uh, you know, you, you can possess firearms in situations like this. I mean, this, this was, you know, a whole celebration with, with a mass of people and there's nothing wrong with carrying a gun in there, as long as uh, Mays and Miller were not convicted felons. That that's the only other mm-hmm. problem that they that they could have. But independently of that, even the unlawful use of a weapon statute in Missouri, uh, although our our laws are, are rather liberal as far as possessing buying and possessing guns is concerned, um, you can't uh, exhibit that firearm. In other words, you can't pull that gun and exhibit it in an angry or threatening manner. So I don't know whether what Mays did when he pulled it. I don't know whether or not he's going to claim that he needed to defend himself somehow, some way. There's a reference in the probable cause statement um, that after they began arguing that one of the of the males had a backpack with a firearm in it, um, and Mays then began to back up and continued to yell uh, at at these folks, and then pulled his gun. Now I don't know how how that shakes out. I don't know whether he saw the gun. I don't know whether the other people drew the gun first. But according to the evidence, now at least uh, they have witnesses. I prosecutor has witnesses. That will say that Mays was the one that drew his weapon first, which started the whole the whole process. So uh, I, I'm not sure that this is a real uh, simple case. I'm not sure that this is a, going to be a real simple case to to prosecute. So, but we'll I mean we'll see. But if if they're convicted, you know, on, on a second degree murder charge, you know, that's that's 10 to 30 or life with parole on an armed criminal action. You know, if it's their first first armed criminal action offense, which I assume it is, otherwise they'd be convicted felons. You're talking about three to 15. Um, and that is consecutive to whatever um, uh, sentence they get on the on any second degree murder charge.
2: So um, Chad, and, uh, let me make sure I have this straight. So the guy that sure. pulled his gun first, is he also mm-hmm. the one who killed the woman or No.
3: No. Okay. no different uh, Mays and Miller were together uh, as I understand this now. Uh, mays and Miller were together, and it was they started the altercation may they mays I think was the one who was yelling at these these other guys and was backing up because of some backpack thing where apparently a weapon was maintained um, and he's the one that pulled his weapon first and then. Uh, from what I understand at this point, it was Miller then who pulled his weapon, apparently, along with the other folks. I mean, everybody's got weapons and everybody pulls weapons um, and they and they start shooting. Um, I don't know who shot first either, um, because both Mays and and Miller uh, were uh, wounded, uh, and went to the hospital. Um, but it was Miller's um, uh, bullet from his gun. Um, that caused the death of a 43-year-old lady. Okay,
2: well, that makes a lot more sense than it did before. Uh, Chet, I'm sure we'll talk to you (laughs) later in the week. Thank you so much, pal. You bet. Any thoughts on that, other than the obvious? Bunch of idiots. (sighs) It's
4: amazing how many lives stupidity costs.
2: Amazing how many people are carrying guns.
4: (sighs) I mean...
0: And willing to use them, in, yeah. I mean, in a way that makes no sense.
4: Yeah. Right. Not, oh my God, something terrible's happening, I'm trying to defend myself, but... Yeah, why are you at me? In a macho right. way. So like the one you mentioned at Schnucks. Yeah. yeah. Like, why would you even flash your gun when someone says, hey, you've got too many... Th- I mean, like,
0: what's wrong with are you? Are you going to yeah. shoot You're going to Schnucks go
2: employee? to prison for intimidating a Schnucks bagger. Well, just, just move. Yeah. What... <laughs> I know.
0: Well, when you, when they talk about, you know, it's a mental health issue when it comes to some of these shootings, I mean, I think there's definitely something mentally wrong with you if you are that person standing in line at the self-checkout, yeah. and you, that feels like an appropriate response to being asked to move into the normal checkout
2: lane. Have you guys seen this car downstairs in our parking garage? No. Yes. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight bullet holes in the passenger side of the Windshield. Where is that? It's right downstairs, like the by KFC. Oh, it's outside.
0: No, it's it's in. I mean, we probably shouldn't be telling
2: people <laughs> the exact location, but well, yeah. you don't
4: have to. Yeah. yeah so okay, okay. Yeah, I'll ask you out there.
2: Whoever shot this it was either real close or a real good shot. Yeah, like that is. That's definitely close. That is spooky as hell. Um, I saw this report last night. I, I if I asked you how many satellites. Do you think are orbiting the Earth right now? Mm. What would your guess be? Five thousand. Okay. Anybody else want to play? Um, eighty-three hundred. Ooh. Eighty-three sat. Eighty-three hundred satellites, and they are de- decaying. You know, different de- de- happens even in yeah, space. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they will fall <laughs> from the sky, literally, and then they said that the plan is to have three times that amount in the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. So additionally, so if there's 8,300 now, there's going to be 24,000 more in the next 10 years. Is that just
0: nuts? I mean, I know it's being ran by people much smarter than me, so maybe I should chill out, but it does seem like there's a lot that could go wrong with launching that many satellites. I mean, if one gets out of orbit and crashes into another... Mm I know that's what Elon's doing. I mean, he's sending a ton of satellites up all the time for his Internet coverage
2: and stuff. Also, there is a new and I don't understand this, but there's a new type of spy satellite that we have and China has. And I'm sure other countries have that uh, if they say that they want to get dirt on Kevin Wheeler, they can watch you pretty much anytime and they can spot you. How creepy is that that yeah. if your own government or another government wants to watch a person not just a city not just a block not just hey let's go back and check that tape they can just track you
4: I'm see? assuming by your phone
2: no like picture you
5: right but ha- I, they, they have to I know where know. they have to know where you are
4: I
2: don't I don't know that
5: and unless they somebody see government nothing this is why I'm so uncomfortable like I said this about the uh starlink thing with Ukraine I think and that's Russia a t-shirt.
2: Government, nothing.
5: (laughs) Government, nothing. Uh, But this is why I don't want Elon in charge of, like, all of those satellites and stuff. Because he loves to pretend like he can dabble in, you know,
2: geopolitics. Yeah, geopolitics. Oh, but don't don't track his flight. (sighs) Right.
0: But, I mean, devil's advocate, can't he dabble in geopolitics when he has more money than
2: a lot of nations out there? he's doing it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. He went over and talked to him. He's doing it. It's just one of those things where it's like, ugh. Also, I don't quite understand this, but they are going to start, you're going to think this is so dumb, they're going to start building satellites out of wood, I guess because it's biodegradable or it's not or something. Maybe I don't know like why. if it,
4: rust rust it has to burn in, it'll just burn up. I guess maybe
2: that's <laughs> it. I guess yeah, that makes a
0: lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I have my artisan uh, yeah. satellite being launched <laughs> in <this> space. <laughs> so so, so I'm guessing cozy. what, it's
4: encased and then it gets up there and the case, I don't know. Because wood's not going to make it through right. on the way up, right? Well, unless it's inside the container and then and they open the container and you're just talking about stuff we don't know. Oh,
5: yeah. I, got, like, I almost said something way worse. I was almost like, does wood float in space? Does wood float? Wow.
2: 421 DGS. So our uh, colleague Matt Pauly is down in Jupiter. We'll take it over. Well, i just curious what the
4: theme of the day is, Matt. You know, every day tends to take on a new story, and now that we're beyond the report dates and the first workout yesterday that we talked about, what's, what's the buzz today? What are people talking about?
6: You know, that's really interesting that you asked that question because, you know, every day we talk to Ali in the morning, and then the reports that run throughout the day, I, I take some cuts out and, and I do little reports. Another one's going to be coming up here after I'm done here. And... When I put those together, I kind of like to use general stuff from him. I don't like getting into the weeds too much on those. I think like you know the the general conversation is good. And there was nothing general today. Everything was very specific ah. about this guy and, and that guy. So today was the first day in camp where there wasn't this like general team wide overriding story. Today was about very much the individuals and the things that need to get done.
4: You know, one of the things we learned, uh, well, I don't know about learned today. I saw Derek Gould reported it, and I know it's—we you can easily do the math if you count it backwards, but I think we, uh, we know for sure who the opening day starter is in Los Angeles.
6: Yeah, it's going to be Sonny Gray, and we knew that the day he got signed, so that's nothing, <laughs> that's uh, that's yep. nothing new or crazy. We do also know, so because of the quirk and the scheduling, they're playing a, uh, a split squad game on the first day of yeah. Grapefruit League action on Saturday, so they'll play one game here in Jupiter and then one game on the road. That's not the best possible situation, but the way there's an uneven number of teams here in the Grapefruit League, and I think they want everybody starting on Saturday, yeah. so somebody was going to have to play two. and. That's going to be the Cardinals. We learned today that uh, Zach Thompson and Matthew Liberatore are going to be the respective starters for those two games. We were joking around about uh, how they were going to decide which one was going to have to get on the bus and travel and which one was going to uh, be able to, to stay in Jupiter and pitch the home game, and that hasn't been decided quite yet. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you, we're not with, with Grapefruit League games starting on Saturday. This is the point where you can start – taking out your calendar, and counting in fives backwards yeah. to figure out <laughs> where uh, somebody might be slotted once the regular season gets started.
4: Yeah, and in the end, it, it you know the number one, two, three, four, five thing doesn't really matter. What matters is how many starts those guys make because you're not matched up one versus one, two versus two because things get all jumbled with off days. So in the end, it doesn't make that big of a difference except for the symbolic uh, opening day. Plus, you know, you want your best guy out there the first game just because it's fun.
6: Yeah, absolutely, and um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be uh, uh, everybody's just looking forward to seeing what what these guys can do, and you know what it's going to look like when when Sonny Gray is pitching against guys that you know when it matters. It's just the the anticipation is there right now on February twentieth, and we still have a long way to go.
4: Have they gone any further explaining or discussing, Matt? Um, whether or not they've decided entirely yet where they want to go with a six-man rotation early with with no off days, or is that something like they're going to wait for someone to prove that's the way they should go?
6: I think it's more of the latter. Uh, I think they'd probably like to go there, but they want to have a sixth guy that for sure kind of wins that. And if nothing else, that's a nice carrot to kind of dangle out there because if you're somebody who's not in the top five, you don't want them coming into spring kind of internally hoping for an injury or something for them to get a chance, right? We like, right, you know right. those things are going to happen during the season, but you don't want that to happen in spring training. So if you're a Zach Thompson, if you're a Matthew Libertor, if you're a Gordon Grisefo, a Michael McGreevy, a Drew Rom, like whoever else it might be, I, I think there's some value in going through the rest of spring knowing that if you're the best of that bunch – you're probably going to get a chance to start a game in the first week of the regular season in the big leagues.
4: You know, we, we have a pretty good idea. We haven't talked a lot about it, Matt, but we have a pretty good idea what the back end of the bullpen is going to look like with health, you know, barring any injuries coming up in spring training. How many spots do you think that are actually up for competition there? Is it, about, is it three? It's
6: three, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. The five guys that you know for sure are Helsley, Romero, uh, Gio, Kittridge, Middleton. That's your five. And then there's about eight guys that are contending for those other three spots. And even if you don't break camp, look, this is uh, there's going to be that shuttle. We know about it. The, the The Memphis-St. Louis shuttle happens. And the way you build a bullpen out is you build it with guys who have options, so you can move them in and out. And it's a, for you to have success in the year. It's really important that you're able to bring guys up from AAA and there not be much of a drop-off from the guys that they're replacing. So if somebody's being overused a little bit, it's a nice benefit to be able to send them down to Memphis. And uh, so, yeah, three spots are up for grabs, but even the guys who don't make it are still going to be a big part of the bullpen.
4: All right, so where have you been hanging out at nighttime? You guys find a spot Mm -hmm. you've been going to for wings to watch the basketball games or anything like that? I'm just no, curious if I the am... old if the old haunts are still there, or if you even have the time to do it. <laughs> Matt just goes
6: no. I, Matt's just, like, I, don't I have do time. not have the time. Ah! I have not seen the beach. I have not done anything. I have, uh, you know what? I I got out for a run yesterday, and uh, it was my fastest. I'm am a, a big dude, so it's not super fast, <laughs> but it was my uh, it was my fastest three-plus-mile run right. since May of 2022. I was at about a 12-and-a-half-minute pace. Again, I'm a I'm a big dude, but I I log all my runs, and uh, I was going back through them, and the last time I ran that fast uh, for over three miles was in May of 2022. Oh. So I felt good about that. You should go to the beach and run there. Uh, well, last
0: year I did I that, and, say, and somebody did... stole my shoes. I was
6: going to oh. say, am I making this
0: <sighs> up, or did someone steal your shoes
2: last no. year?
6: Yes i so could I, not I, feel more
2: like i am dreaming right now <laughs> this is like a well, look, mad lib I, i'm trying <laughs> hey, to figure it, it out like going for wings i did a 12 minute pace <laughs> i stole my shoes yeah. i could go to the beach i
4: don't know man it sounds like i had the system figured out a little more because i was not i i had i had time free on the weekends to go to the beach
2: you don't care about your job the way Paulie does.
4: Ah, uh, maybe clearly. Clearly, I'm yeah.
2: the Anthony
5: Rendon in this one, huh? <laughs> you
3: are. <laughs> it is for the money. It is so funny. To By hear the way, it is like,
5: so funny to hear Matt say, "I'm totally swamped down there with all this craziness," and Kevin's
6: like, "Couldn't be me." <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, the, the Rendon thing. Like, I don't. You can't say what he said out loud, but also at the same time, what he said. He said he cares about his family and he cares about God more than baseball. Like at the surface level.
1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom
2: 439 DGS on KMOX. Gorgeous day out there. Uh, so what's the Airbnb story?
4: All right, so... A friend sent me this, and this turned into kind of like a back and forth with a bunch of friends via text about who's the who's lower yeah. in this scenario. So there is an Airbnb who is, I guess, they're now being sued by the client. Or I don't know what you're the renter, I guess you'd say, uh, because the renter would not pay over $900 that they owed. So the the owner of the Airbnb sent a photo of this the security camera on the front porch of the person who rented it with his girl on the side Yikes. to his wife as revenge for this guy not paying what he owed. And the the battle has been, who's the low one here? Who, wh- who went lower? Is it lower to be the cheater who's getting an Airbnb to get over on their wife? Uh, or is it lower to be the Airbnb that basically snitches them out because you're not paying them? I am clearly on Team Airbnb guy here.
0: Yeah, I mean, he didn't pay. It's not like he just vindictively was right. like, "I'm going to expose you." He wasn't getting his money, so yeah, he
5: both got an Airbnb for his side piece and refused to pay for it. Like that. There's a
2: term you don't hear a lot on KMS. Yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> hey, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the low
4: one here, Dave? Uh, there's no good guys. No, no, I agree. You probably. I mean, legally. Legally, the person with the Airbnb can be in trouble for this. Do You're we, not, there's a privacy do issue involved here. Do you
2: know what the rules are or at least what the practice is of cameras at places like that? Do you go into a don't place know. like that just assuming
4: you don't do that anything they, you
2: don't want on camera?
4: I would.
0: Um, I've stayed at an Airbnb before. I did look around for cameras, like out of paranoia, but I would assume if someone was going to be sneaky enough to film you I, inside, they have a also, really
2: bad Airbnb connotation. And I think it's just because of the, all the downtown. Mm-hmm. Parties, the stuff that's and, happened yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever used an Airbnb. Yeah, but we also, have, the, and some of them
4: they're really good. They're, I mean, we've had a couple of them; they're very nice. It's just you're staying at a whole house instead of a hotel
5: room. The the photos that I've seen from this incident did seem to be like nest cameras, rink, like outdoor type. Outdoors, cameras. Right. yes, on the not front like, porch, not like nothing in the inside. <laughs> yeah, not like in yeah. the bedroom or
4: whatever. Yeah, the picture was on the front porch; it was not on the outside. Right.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy